0: Welcome to The Well Woman Show, where motivated
1: women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. You're listening to The Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I'm a woman. I would prefer to tell my own story. My story though it's very personal, is universal.
0: You're listening to The Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi.
1: Hello, hello, Well Women. Giovanna here, and I'm on the road. So I'm actually recording this intro from hi, California. We're on our way today to Palm Springs, and we're just kind of meandering and making our way through California. We've had some super intense, fun activity times with the family, and then we've had some really nice downtime as well. So a little mixture. I really need downtime. I, I don't know if, uh, I think I've always been like this, but I don't know if you can relate. I love to go, 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 and then I absolutely need a break in between major Vacation activities. So, (laughs) um, the rest of my family, I think they could just keep going, you know, they could just keep going at 110%. But I'm like, we need to stop and have a little downtime. So, I had a massage the other day. We've been to the beach, just really kind of doing some relaxation. So, I hope you're enjoying your summer. Um, If you're in the US or in the Western part of the world, you'll be enjoying your summer. If you're in other parts of the world, maybe you're having a winter right now, um, I'd love to hear from you. If you are new to the show, welcome. If you're a returning listener, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at info at wellwomanlife.com. If you want to give me feedback on a show or suggest a topic for a show, and you can also go to iTunes and leave a review. That's super helpful as well. So today on the show, I'm super excited to introduce Cynthia Kane to the Well Woman community. She, is, uh, she teaches men and women to change the way they communicate so they feel confident and connected in their interactions. She's the founder of the Kane Intentional Communication Institute and bestselling author of How to Communicate Like a Buddhist and Talk to Yourself Like a Buddhist. She has taught over 30,000 people how to speak consciously, compassionately, clearly, and concisely. On the show today, we talk about how to communicate in a more honest way, the power communication has in our lives and relationships, and how to communicate like a Buddhist. You can find all the information and links mentioned today at wellwomanlife.com 172 show. You can also continue the conversation with us over in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com Facebook. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico and High Desert Yoga in Albuquerque. Now to my interview with Cynthia Kane. I'm speaking with Cynthia Kane today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Cynthia, let's start by having you tell listeners, what are you working on right now and how does it impact women's lives and well-being?
0: Well, right now I really help people change how they communicate. So I help them move from, from being reactionary into being more responsive and being able to have difficult conversations without being led by emotion and really sharing how to be able to express ourselves in a way that other people can hear and where we feel heard. And um, this is really where where my focus is because I, I really believe that how we communicate is, um, a way for us to change the way we live in the world.
1: Yes, absolutely. And so I want to pick up on a couple of things that you just said. Um, you help people communicate w- without coming from a place of emotion. Can you talk more about that? And, and why, and does that particularly impact women more than men, do you think? hmm So
0: in terms of, why so oftentimes the big thing that i hear from people that i work with is that they are led by emotion right in the sense that when we get worked up around something or we're feeling frustrated or anxious or fearful that ends up being our language right so if we're feeling judged or criticized in some way, our language is going to reflect that that emotion and potentially just lead us into having conversations that don't have a resolution or um, that really just continue to keep us feeling stuck in the same place. And it, it's often those times too where, you know, it's after the conversation where it's those moments we think, oh, I wish I hadn't said that," or "If I could have just." maybe been a little more relaxed or if I would have stopped and I would have thought about what I was saying before I reacted. Right. Um, And so it's normal and it's a human condition for us to react and be led by emotion because that is, that's really what our brains do. (laughs) Um, And so it often though has a tendency to lead us into um, more difficult interactions that we, we don't feel, good in or don't respect afterwards. So Mm -hmm. the big piece is to let the emotion be there, right? To feel that frustration, potential anger, um, discomfort, and to learn how to connect alongside it, right? So you can be in kind of difficult interactions or you can be in heated situations or they're not even heated, but you can feel within your body that something is upsetting you. And you're still able to be present in that conversation and to be able to choose a different way of responding because you're, you're alongside the emotion instead of living the
1: emotion. Right. So you're observing it more like you're, you're aware of it and you're observing it, but you're not it's not embodying everything right does isn't inc- be- including your words <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly and i think you know it is um i do
0: get uh, that question often about especially with this practice if it's um different for men and women and the practice itself of communication that i teach is not different um and it's also not i don't think it's particular to women the emotion either Um, I think men are led by it as well. It's just, it, it, it ends up being different types of emotion.
1: Mm, Okay. Can you talk more about that?
0: So, um, women are led more by, um, often the, the kind of the go-to feelings are feeling invisible or feeling, um, unappreciated feeling uh, misunderstood, feeling, um, you know, sad or hurt. And, um, for men, the, the feeling is, the, the feelings are more, um, I mean, there is some that, that is, you know, the feeling of being feeling misunderstood. Um, but the feeling is more frustration and stress and, um, anger. And, um, that's really the difference. So anger, why though? So I, I I think it has to do with how our brains are really wired because when there is something that triggers us for women, the region of our brain that gets sparked right away is the verbal center. And that's why our first, you know, reactions are really to just share and speak and over-explain potentially or defend right and to talk and for men when they get triggered it's within their um action like the physical action happens so anger is a way you know it's an emotion that can embody a physical action Mm -hmm. and I think that um I think it has to do do more with that um, but in terms of identifying emotion, it's the same within both.
1: Gender- and so, yeah, so this is interesting. So then uh, you were very specific about the things that women might be upset about, but when it got to men, it was, it, it's sort of like anger and, and that all makes sense. I'm just wondering if we dig a little deeper as to the root cause of the anger is it actually are is it the same? Uh, are they the same issues? Like not not being understood, like you said, you know, not being appreciated. Although I do agree, that's probably more <laughs> tends to be more experienced by women. Um, but do you see what I mean? Or, or the question I'm asking?
0: And it, and I, I I believe that it is because that's what we work. We, we work a lot on figuring out what the, the core feeling is right? that you are feeling and feeling stupid and feeling invisible are similar in, in men and women. But I think what happens is that you have kind of like the, it, it's easier in the beginning for men to identify with kind of a more general emotion.
1: Yeah. And it seems like I, I'm just really interested in maybe how, gender stereotypes and also just, uh, socialization as women and men might, might impact what we, what we're emotional about. So I would guess that men might get more emotional if somehow they think their role as society has told them it should be is somehow threatened.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's So it's also what I – so
0: working with both men and women, what I find is I work with more women within their personal relationships, right, Mm -hmm. within personal um, and family. And with men, it is more within work environments Mm -hmm. and within family as well. But it is – a lot around, you know, I, being socialized in certain ways to feel that, you know, there needs to be a level of productivity or a level of, um, um, I, what is the word I'm thinking of? Uh, when, oh, provider. That's a big one.
1: Yes, I was thinking that. Yeah, right. Like if 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 somehow a man it feels like they're failing at being the provider, that can trigger those emotions. Okay, so um, this, this is fascinating. And so you you said that you work most most of your work with women tends to be on the personal side, and that's very interesting because a lot of the work I do with women is on the work side. So like, I'd be very interested in, uh, you know, the, the communication style or tips that really, um, that women use in the workplace that, that uh, men that, that work, that work for men, but really don't work for women. Yeah. So that comes up a lot
0: too. Cause I, a lot of the women I work with being told that they're either too direct within the workplace, too demanding within the workplace. And, and then on the other, on the opposite side of that, it's that they really need to learn how to express themselves more clearly and then be and and be more direct. Right. right. Um, and so some need to learn how to, you know, speak up more Um and then others are being told to, you know, kind of lessen that a little.
1: Yes. Okay. And Cynthia, you come, you bring a, a particular perspective, which I love, which is the Buddhist perspective and um, a lot of your work in your book, "How to Communicate Like a Buddhist" and "Talk to Yourself Like a Buddhist," a lot of a lot of what you're teaching is mindfulness practices. And so, um, how how has that been received in in a more mainstream like work environment with men?
0: Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's been well received because I. I think it shows um, it shows a different way of interacting, right? That helps men become more of who they are, without um, without it kind of um, I mean, without judging or labeling or evaluating
1: um can you go over briefly here the the four elements of right speech that you start out your book with mhm yeah so the elements of right speech the way that i teach them
0: are to tell the truth don't exaggerate don't gossip and use helpful language
1: it just seems like those are very useful tips for anybody no matter what, you know whether you're whether you think you want to be mindful or not <laughs> right so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah they are i mean they they're also they're wonderful because you can filter everything through it
1: okay so for listeners um we're gonna put these in the show notes and we'll link to the books that cynthia has written uh we've we've talked a lot so far about just communication in general in interpersonal and at work but actually um, Cynthia, you also have a book called talk to yourself like a Buddhist. Why, why this book? And I know it's, it's a a lot of it is about negative self-talk, which we all do. And we're all really good at it. Um, (laughs) so can you share maybe a couple of tips about how to stop the negative Mm self-talk? Yeah. So the,
0: Talk to yourself like a Buddhist is really important within the practice of being able to tell the truth, not exaggerate, not gossiping, and use helpful language. And especially because of, we want our interactions with others to be kind, honest, and helpful. But for that to actually be the case, we have to start speaking to ourselves in a way that's kind, honest, and helpful, which can be really difficult to do. Because like you said, <laughs> you know, negative self-talk is... Um, something that is easy to fall into. Right. Um, and we all, we all do it even if we don't recognize that we're doing it. Um, but the, the, the best way really is to start identifying it, to start becoming aware of how you're talking to yourself and any type of language that is making you feel less than, or, um, you know, uncomfortable or frustrated or promoting more fear and anxiety and overwhelm, this is all language that's promoting suffering. And so any language that it's promoting suffering, that's really negative self-talk, right, personally. Yeah. And so what you want to start doing is really paying attention to it. And once you notice that it's happening, it's not about going into it even more and beating yourself even up even more for doing it. Um, but seeing it as kind of your teaching tool, right, in a sense, an opportunity for you to say, okay, you know, to yourself, thanks for sharing. I don't have to believe this. I don't need to make this mean anything, right? Um, I'm just gonna kind of move you to the side for the moment and come back to what I'm doing, whatever it is that I'm doing, Mm -hmm. right, to come back to the present moment. That's, I mean, that's something that you can start to practice. Um, because that really helps within the moment that it's, it's kind of running you down.
1: Yeah. Yep. So that takes practice because you have to, first of all, be aware that it's happening enough to like, stop, stop the thoughts. Right. And then set them aside and then detach, almost like detach yourself from them and say, okay, that, that was, that's over there. And here I am. (laughs) I don't, I don't have to believe all that.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. I don't have to, you know, become this thought. I don't, um, you know, it's also, I mean, the process is really kind of understanding where the, where the thought even comes from and identifying oftentimes that they're not even our own. Right. And it's not really what we truly even believe. Um, But It's that it it is the moment that you just notice it is the beautiful moment, because that's when you get to decide whether you're going to believe it or you're going to say, you know, thanks for sharing. I don't I don't need to believe this right now. I'm going to come back to what it is that I'm doing.
1: Okay. We're talking to Cynthia Kane today on The Well Woman Show. She's the author of Talk to Yourself Like a Buddhist and How to Communicate Like a Buddhist. And we'll be This ready. episode of The Well Woman Show is brought to you by Collective Action Strategies, supporting organizations that support women and families, and by Well Woman Life Movement Challenge Quiz, your resource for living your best life. If you're in burnout or major transition, this is your time to figure out what's holding you back from making the changes you need to make in order to live your fullest, most joyful life. The cause of all of our challenges, personal or professional, can actually be rooted in the lack of internal superpowers and or external supports. Our Well Woman Life Framework tells you which stage of the Well Woman Life Cycle you're in and what to do about it so you can truly live your best life. You can find out more at wellwomanlife.com slash quiz. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green healthy lifestyle publication, and for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. We're back with Cynthia Kane for this segment called Superpowers for Success. And Cynthia, I want to ask you a few quick questions. So this is a shorter a punchier segment where we get to know you as a woman and as a leader. And uh, hopefully what you share helps listeners uh, with their own, their own challenges and successes in their lives. So the first question I have for you is what does success in life mean? Mm.
0: What does success in life mean for me? Mm.
1: So success in life
0: means for me, that um I get to help people change their relationships right in their personal life with their family at work with their employers employees colleagues and I get to share with others really and see others change the way they communicate so for me there's nothing better than working with people um, and sharing what I know personally has changed my life. Right. Um, And seeing it work within theirs. So success to me really looks like people interacting in a kind, honest and helpful way. And knowing that, you know, one person can change a conversation because it it becomes really a ripple effect.
1: And can you apply that question to other parts of your life too? Like what would su- does success only have to do with with your work or are there other things as well? I mean,
0: for me, it really, it's, it, it's almost the same just within my personal life and my family life, right? Having really connected relationships and open relationships and with my husband and having really present um interactions with my children and being able to spend quality time without distraction with, with my family. Um, and being outside to me is really important. So whenever I can, you know, be able to enjoy walking and laying down in the grass and looking at the trees, that's also what success looks like to me. Um, really being able to be here and enjoy my time here and making decisions that bring me more toward a life aligned with, you know, what feels good for me.
1: Okay, and Cynthia, when did you know you were really good at what you do?
0: (laughs) That's a great question. When did I know? I knew... The moment that I started seeing results in other people, really, I mean, I... Kn-
1: it, validated, it validated your work.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I also knew, I think, when I really was able to give myself permission to do the work, right? Um once I was able to say, I can do this, you've got this. Yes. It was almost as if the, it it all opened up. I was able to. Stop. And
1: how did that happen? What What was the, I mean, it, it it's not very often like one great big light bulb moment, but it, you know, if there was a time when you were like, okay, I've got this. Like, what was that?
0: It was when I realized that there are. There are people out there who need the work that I'm doing, and there are people out there who don't. And so it was understanding that I serve a specific uh, individual, right, who has this particular problem in terms of communication. And once I really realized that my work was devoted to that person, right, to her or to him, it no longer mattered what other people would potentially say or what other people would potentially see. Mm -hmm. Right. So it really became knowing that when I would share my work Mm -hmm. or put it out there more into the world, that the people who need it are going to be the ones who receive it. And once I tapped into that, it felt way more expansive.
1: Yeah. Because there could be an argument to say everybody needs it, right? Like nobody is a, Perfect communicator. And so actually, everyone needs it. But what you're saying is uh, not everyone's ready, or, you know, it's not your job to convince them that they should be doing it or that they're ready to do it. And so you're focusing on people who are ready. And the more
0: I focus on those people and who I truly am here to serve, I feel the easier it becomes for me to really know that what I'm doing is helpful.
1: Okay. Cynthia, can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your own well-being? And I'll just preface this by saying so many leaders and entrepreneurs and kind of movers and shakers, um, have so much going on. I mean, we all have a lot going on, but how, you know, there are, there's usually a few things that, that people do that really keep them going that refuel them that re-energize them and so what would one of those things be for you?
0: Meditation for me is a big part of my life um it's really what it it centers me it keeps me present it helps me become more responsive um and helps me to really focus on on one thing at a time and that that to me is um, really important, my meditation practice.
1: Okay. And what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time?
0: <laughs> my superpower is really being able to see the possibilities in others that they don't see for themselves.
1: So you've really always been able to do that, but you've really, you've honed in.
0: Yeah, because I even, I think about when I was younger and um, you know, my my friendships and so many of the conversations I had through high school and college. And so much of those connections were really sharing with others what possibilities could be for them. And that translates today right into the work that I do and in, in really showing that it is possible to change the way that that you communicate even in those moments where you feel like it's, it's impossible and that you've tried everything. Right. But to show, to show different ways um, of approaching, you know, a, a topic that maybe you've just seen the same way over and over again.
1: And what advice would you give your younger self? Say, I don't know how old you are, but say your 25 year old self. I would
0: tell my 25 year old self that I was exactly where I was supposed to be. Because all of that was really leading me to where I am today, though I didn't know it, so all those all those moments of confusion, all those questions that I asked and really wanted answers to, but didn't have any answers to, I mean, not having the answer was actually the answer, I think
1: yeah and Cynthia, do you identify as a feminist?
0: I do yes,
1: what does that mean
0: for you? That means that um, to me, everybody is one, right? That, um, we all want the same things. We want love, peace, joy, happiness. Um, and for those to be what we come together on.
1: All right. And, uh, last question for you, what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand?
0: What is on my nightstand? Well, I have a potty training book right now on my nightstand. <laughs> 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 awesome but i just
1: uh i actually i
0: just started um it hasn't come out yet but it's called the blind leap um and it's by tamara arnold and um she she works a lot within um energy healing for entrepreneurs um and so that's really interesting for me right now is to understand how really paying attention to You know the feelings and the sensations within the body, and how that can help you in the workplace, or it can potentially, you know, hold you back.
1: Yeah, but it all starts with awareness and mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Okay. Well, Cynthia, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here and all the work that you're doing. It's. It's beautiful the way that you are opening up this space for women. Thank you.
1: That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman Life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you are listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.